Excellent. Okay, so we're continuing along. I'm choosing for you excerpts just because he has so much Torah about like everything. Um, uh, and uh, so the first place I wanted to go with you is just a short, there's a couple of short things I wanted to look at. And then a longer, mamish, deep, deep thematic thing, which will take us back to the first shear that we did. And this is firstly, another small thing, just that reflects a little bit in the last year that we did, because last week, um, Ellie and I just had a whole deep conversation. We didn't, no, you didn't miss last week. Didn't, uh, um, uh, so now we're going to hear it. Aleph Pasuk Yud. Aleph Pasuk Yud is a Pasuk about the king's servants. And it's just an, another one of these amazing places. We spoke about how, how Achashverosh's total rule, his absolute power that he was taking, because he was so intense about it, the more intense, the more all-powerful all you make yourself in the craziest way, the more you actually begin to parallel the way true royalty is in Shemayim, the way Hashem's royalty actually is. So now it's an unbelievable, very Purim kind of a thing. That Malchusa De'ara, it's a phrase from the Zohar, a few places in the Zohar, Malchusa De'ara, it's also a phrase from the, the Gemara that he brought, that we spoke about in Brachos. Malchusa De'ara ke'en Malchusa De'shmaya, that the royalty in this world reflects royalty in heaven. And so here we just find this unbelievable thing uh, that uh, you have this list of names of Persian uh, uh, advisors to the king. And it's a very strange thing. Uh, you know, the, it's not, you know, the most exciting Pasuk in the Megillah. Amarle, Mehuman, Bistach, Arvona, they have this whole list of seven advisors. His whole Kavana was actually this. That his malchus should be infinite, which means that his his earthly kingdom is going to reflect the heavenly kingdom. It will be so infinite and so uh, all powerful that it will reflect that. Therefore, he had these seven shiva misharisim. He had these seven close advisors, close servants. And it says, this is Kemo Milamala. This is as it is on high. That um, the Chazal identify, you know that there are, we have like nine planets. Maybe there's even a tenth. But the last two are really small. You don't see them with the eye. The human eye can't see them. The, the Gemara talks about seven. Shabsai, Tzedek, Madim, Chama, Noga, Kochav, and, Liv, and Livna. These are the seven Misharsim that his, so the king had seven advisors they paralleling the seven planets. Now it's unbelievable. Each one has that we have even today. We have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The, the, the days that we have are, are, are related. Saturday is related to Saturn. Yeah, um, uh, it, it, this, this thing even exists in English. And so to each one of his close advisors had a day that he was in charge of. And these... Servants on high. There's a side that they can end up causing negative to the world. 
or positive to the world. We saw, remember last week, there was a Rashi uh, that um, Paro says to Moshe, ki ra'a neged evil is by you. Simple pshat is, you're saying you just want to go out for three days, you're really trying to escape, I don't trust you, which he was kind of right. Um, uh, and that's a whole discussion in itself. Rashi brings a midrashic meaning that ra'a means there's going to be evil, it's going to befall you because you're leaving under the star of Mars, which is madim, from the word adom, blood, red. And uh, there's going to be blood. And Paro didn't know, and his stargazers didn't know that, yeah, there is this element called Mars, but it doesn't have to be negative. Rashi says, where, would, where did the blood happen? The blood happened when we came into Eretz Yisrael, and there was a mass mila, a mass circumcision in Gilgal under Yoshua. So the blood got uh, transmuted, transformed. Didn't doesn't have to be bad. Um, there's like a certain. Uh, that was long after, yeah. That was long after, indeed. But that's what Rashi says, and that the midrash says that he's quoting, and uh, he says actually Moshe even used it in his davening. He said. Uh, that's in the, the Torah reading that we have every fast day, that he was saying if you, uh, he's saying to God by the golden calf, a few weeks from now, it's going to happen, the golden calf, that uh, if you kill the Jews in the desert, then the, the Mitzrim are going to say, ah, yeah, it's because of the stars. It was already pre-written in the stars. Moshe used this idea as a, way of davening to Hashem. So negative can come through. These planets have, there are, and this, this whole Gemara is about this in Masechet Shabbos, that um, um, God does use the astrological system for things to come down into the world. And yet, uh, free choice and holiness can like transmute it, like this example. The blood can be, be deferred, uh, you know, and, and then transmuted into into circumcision blood, which is not not negative, it's actually positive. Um, uh, so, the, uh, um, so, so too, these seven uh, servants on high, good can come from them, negative can, negative can come from all the planets. And uh, uh, she's just saying, this is what's going on with Achashverosh. This is just a gavant. That these names of these servants of his are paralleling something very very profound. Um, so when it comes out from the supreme king Hashem, negative thing they're all making this come through um, they were all for the negative their names are negativity they're related to negativity but later uh in Pasuk Yudalid, in the Megillah, it doesn't refer to them by name. Here it refers to them by name. And Chazal Darshan, each name, as like he brings it down the bottom, Mehuman Lashon Mehuma, confusion. Bizta Lashon Biza, means like spoils from like a war, negative, or, or to or to uh, cheapen someone, Levazot, to, to insult, to cheapen. The names here are all names that are related to negativity. Um... But later, when the same seven people are referred to as Shivat Ro'e Pnei HaMelech, so he says, that's a reflection of the Mamish, because 
and this is something he came came back to a few times. We spoke about it last like a couple weeks ago. That every the midrash rabba, famous midrash rabba, uh, Esther rabba, which teaches that every time it says Hamelech Stam without saying Achashverosh, it's referring to Mamish Hashem, which is that's the source in Chazal for this idea that Maral is telling us that all of these um, uh, uh, royal descriptions uh, we actually can learn about heaven from them. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely incredible. So, so too in this way, there are these names that are negative, but then when they're called the seven who see the face of the king, that's talking about them in the positive sense that they see the place of the king Mamish and bring about good into the world. That's above any particular manifestation of whether it's going to be for the good or for the bad. These are the seven who see the face of the king. Could be for the good, could be for the bad. Okay. That was one thing I just wanted to point out. Maral goes on a, a bunch more about this, but uh, that was one thing I wanted to point out. It's just interesting and awesome. The next place I wanted to go to is pretty much further down. Is about the king's anger. Remember the king called for Vashti to come and present herself in front of everyone and parade herself. And she refuses to come. It's a very, very strange story. <laughs> and then this ends up with him getting so angry and in the end killing her, taking advice and then killing her. And uh, he brings, Marals, we'll see, he brings a Midrash how the fact that he killed her and then sent out a message that everybody should know that uh, wives should listen to their husbands itself was like a healing before the decree that because he had sent out such a stupid message, that <laughs> every, every, um, uh, husband is going to be the ruler in his house and like so says the king and he sent it out that because he had sent out such a stupid thing um, people didn't take his decree of death upon the Jews as seriously either Um, uh, and it sort of set a certain amount of doubt into and and didn't get the anti-Semites who would have been who was supposed to carry out the decree of death upon the Jews. It was everyone. It was that the Jews' blood were go- was, was going to be permitted officially. You go and kill, and the king tells you to go and kill. Um, and it was just going to be, you know, a massive outnumbering and massacring. But people didn't gain the kind of confidence they would have needed because of how dumb the, the previous message they had received that had also been sent out to the entire country. Um, uh, so this is Mamish Hashem setting this up. And um, Maral points out one place where you see how it's Mamish HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll look at this briefly, and then I'm going to go into the deeper theme of today's year. The king was very upset when she didn't when she refused to come. And his anger burned within him. And again, there's Pshatim, why? Why did she refuse to come? We're going to look into one really deep shot in just a minute. But first, just look at this one moment. The king's anger that she's not coming. 
He's very upset, ketzef, me'od, and then it says, v'chamato baravo. So Maral is just bothered by the simple pshari. There's two words for anger. Uh, he was very upset, and his his anger was burning within him. It shouldn't have said he was very upset. It says his anger was burning within him, which means he was very upset. Why do you have to have the word very? Why does it have the word me'od? Or just say, And then you don't have to say the second part, and his anger was burning within him. So now, you know, tell me he was very upset. Okay, I get the picture. The king was very upset. And then his anger burned with him. Klomar, this is God stepping into the story. Hashem made it that he just couldn't get past this anger. He got upset and then it passes. But it was burning within him. It's like a, it's like a, uh, coals that are burning, that they don't produce flame, they're just smoldering with heat and intensity. If a, if a wind comes, they'll right away put forth a huge flame. His natural thing was he was upset. It's like God hardening Pharaoh's heart. He naturally was hard-hearted, but then Hashem added to it, right? Ahasuerus was very upset. And Hashem said, okay, he blew wind on it. He made it last longer. He made it into this thing that would uh, result in this kind of ghastly thing of having the queen put to death right at the end of this whole unbelievable party, half year, more than half year long party. It was like a ruach that came from out from somewhere else, that brought out his smoldering anger into action, into, into manifestation, in terms of the killing of Vashti. He was upset, that his anger kept going and kept going and kept going until even the slightest thing would make him just, okay, we're killing her. The Midrash also says, When the king got angry, Hashem said to the Malach, He said to the Malach who's in charge of, uh, of anger, uh, here's his Pach, what's it? Um, um, Pach Zika Unapach Bekutma. Okay, there's some difficult uh, Aramaic here. Basically, blow on the coals and the ashes and let them mamish flare up. And let's get something going here. Okay. Um, and as he says, as we've said, this was the beginning of the saving of Amisrael. This was already from the beginning, the saving of Amisrael. Therefore, Hashem was pulling the uh, the strings here. Okay. Now, I want to get into the kind of the meat, oops, of today's shear. So what was this whole thing about? What was this whole crazy thing? I want the queen to come, parade her in front of me. No, no, I'm not going, uh, what should I do? Angry, kill her. What, what the heck is going on here? It's like a very, very strange thing and hugely influential.
סויסס. וזה כי אחשוורוש אמר לאביב אשתי המלכה היא לה ולא בא. What was the argument between them? What was the issue? So Mamish Maral says, I can't so amazing that he says this. He says, Vehi Amra ki ha'ish machzir achar ishto. She said, the right thing is not for the woman to come to the man. The way of the world is that the man should be searching after the woman. Right? Ki ha'ish machzir al ishto ve'ena isha machzir al ba'ala. And in fact, this is what our sages say too. In other words, she was arguing, Mamish, <laughs> they were arguing about, he says, their Mamish arguing about the very foundational concepts of uh, uh, activity and passivity between male and female. Hashem, right, took, okay, cut Adam and Chava in half, there is a shita, a rib, okay, whatever it was exactly. And so therefore, since Adam, something was taken from him to make a Chava out, there's an opinion, a tail, that he, he left, he lost something, and so he's the one who's called lacking when he has no wife, because something was taken from him to make the woman. Anybody who's missing something, he has to search for that thing that is, is, that is his completeness, that would complete him. But the female is not missing anything. He's missing something because he made her out of him. So he's missing them, but the she's not missing anything. It's unbelievable. Even though it's true that the Gemara says in Gittin, that even more than the man wants to get married, the woman wants to be married. That's different. That's a societal issue. This is because a, a, a man is considered societally more important. She wants to have a husband that she can say, ah, I have this husband so that she can feel uh, important and kind of uh, have status in society. But in terms of the search itself, of the search to find an other, to find what you're missing, only the male is called uh, missing something, without a wife. But the Gemara doesn't say that, the, that, 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 a, that a woman is called missing something without being married. You're not called an Adam until you're married, but Aisha is 100%, she's just, she has a completeness that the man does not have. Even though she wants to get married, and there is, they, they won't bother, but there's something incredibly awesome about this in terms of how Hashem made the world. In a minute or two, we'll talk about the opposite, but we'll get there in a minute. Purim is all about the opposite, so we'll get to the opposite also. Because it's, okay. The Chacham Ruchazal, Balaveda, Machzir Chavaydasu, Gemar Kiddushin, famous Gemar and Kiddushin, Ben Amud Bet. It is the way of the one who lost an object to be searching for it. Because he's the one who's missing something without a wife. Therefore, he has to be the one to be searching for her. And even though he already married her, he's 
even after he's married, when the wife is not with her, the, the husband is also missing something, and he needs to be searching for her. Unbelievable. Let's just go with his words a couple more minutes. Even though it's true that once, that he's the one who has to be searching for her, and once they're married, really she should be listening to him. He, she, 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 he, she, she, this is her husband. She needs to listen to what he says, even when it's not really proper. People don't make that difference. And therefore, even though she's already married and she should really listen to her husband's request, but people don't think like that, says the morale. And they were arguing on this very high level about who should be the active, who should be the passive. You're the one who's missing something. You come to me, right? Unbelievable. And he says, that's why the, 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 the Psukim also described this in the Megillah, that, right, the, 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 the uh, uh, let's look at it for a second. Let's open up, uh, let's open up uh, Megillah. I should be able to get it straight from here to now. Um, Let's go. Oh, it won't open just like that. Okay, I got to open a new thing. Just one second. Oh, here we are. That right, Memuchan said, "Ki This this is going to get out that all the all the women are going to hear, and they're going to lahavzot balen benim. They're going to treat their husband. Their husbands their husbands will be cheapened in their eyes. Because they'll say, look, the king asked for Vashti to come, she didn't come. And today, what's going to happen? They are going to hear this, and it's going to be great embarrassment. Right? And so this Svara, says Maral, that's what Mamish was going on. It's unbelievable. This deep philosophic thing of who should be the active, who should be the passive, who's the one missing, you're the one missing something, not me. Incredible. It's even possible that Achashverosh to try to dissuade her from, from thinking of this Bishvil Shalotomarkach is a term in, in Yiddish, Bavorn, to Bavorn. Bavorn means to like uh, pre, to deal in advance with a possible question that you might ask. 
It's called the Bavorn Akasha. Right? I love that word. It's a very good yeshiva word. The Bavorn Akasha. So we're all ready. <laughs> so but he was Bavorning this. And he doesn't say Shetavo. That's why he said, bring her. It doesn't say, let her come. Because he's saying, I'm the one who's being active. I'm bringing you to me, right? <laughs> As if he would say, she should come to me. Then she could argue, no, it's the way of the man to come to the woman. I shouldn't be the one coming to you. He says, therefore, he didn't, use, he didn't say that she should come. He said that she should be brought, meaning, I, I'm the active one. He was he was bavarding this. He was mamish already seeing this. Incredible. Well, Zam Ravashti, sof sof, no. I'm the one you're asking me to come. Ena isha mechazer sachara ish is not the way of the woman to go after the man. Unbelievable. Now, this is what the morale says. What they were arguing about. Now I'm going to bring in something that he does not say, but I believe is hinted at in what he's saying, and his mom is blowing my mind, because it's something I've thought about a lot. There's an incredible Pasuk in Yirmiyahu, and an uh, even unbo- uh, unbelievable Rashi on it. <sighs> Says Yirmiyahu, in the name of Hashem, to Am Yisrael, Ad Masai Tis Chamakin Habas HaShoveva how long shall you hide from me, my wayward daughter? Hashem For Hashem has created something new in the world. That the female shall encircle the male. How long shall you hide from me, my wayward daughter? Hashem has created something new in the world. The female shall encircle the male. As Rashi. Tistari me many. How long will, will you hide from me? You're embarrassed to return to me from because of your wayward ways. I've created something new. That the female is going to go out after the male to ask him to marry her. Striking. Incredible. Mom is the opposite of everything Chazal say. And Mamish, really, at the heart of Achashverosh's request. And Mamish, really, if you remember, at the heart of what Purim is all about in terms of receiving the Torah. Remember, we spoke back, spoke back in the first year, Hashem held a mountain over our heads, right? The Torah was forced upon us. It was Mamish, God coming to us, we were totally passive, God totally active, right? What's Purim about? Is about us becoming active. Hadar kibluha Remember Shabbos 88? We spent a bunch of time in that Gemara. That on, on, on in the time of Achashverus, we took the Torah and received it actively. We kind of said to Hashem, marry me, right? Unbelievable. Uh, uh, unbelievable. So if you take all this and plug it back into what was going on in the story, it's absolutely the deepest thing in the world. Mamas, <laughs> incredible. What was motivating Achashverosh, who was a big Russia, we're saying it's reflecting what's going on in heaven, right? Which is that Hashem is saying, this 
How long will you hide from me, my wayward daughter? I've made something new in the world. I know all the logic in the past is I'm the one supposed to come after you, but Kavalt, can you please come after me? Wow, this is absolutely mind-blowing. That's what set in motion the whole Geula of Purim. I mean, it's just, it's just, you just explode. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely mind-blowing. And we'll look a little more at this next week. I mean, it's a sham. I, 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 we started late and now it's, I have, I just, I have somebody I have to call at 10. So I can't go so much longer. It's crazy. But, but, um, uh, Reb Nassim speaks a lot about this. Reb Nassim in Rosh Chodesh Hay, which is a real classic, unbelievable piece in the Kutelov, speaks a lot about this. And how this is what it means to upgrade the way we daven as we get closer to Mashiach. We have to change the way we daven. And not just be davening on a level of things we physically need and, um, you know, uh, just being passive about the way we daven, just saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And just praising Hashem, even though all those things are wonderful and important. And we shouldn't stop those things. We have to add to the praising and the thanking and the, and the davening for physical well-being. We have to add to that to mamish be davening for Yirat Shemayim, to be davening to really receive Hashem's Torah, to be actively in other words, we people, it's it's mamish like the male-female relationship changing. Male is Torah, female is tefillah. We'll look at this inside next week, Bezat Hashem. Male is Torah, female is tefillah, and tefillah has been subservient to Torah. Just like the wife has been subservient to the husband. Right? That means the Torah tells you what to do, and that's the most important. And all my davening is to have everything set up in such a way that I'll be able to learn Torah, to have all my physical needs, uh, to do tshuva on things I've done wrong. Um, but says Rav Nassan, there's also a level where the husband relies on the wife, where it's not just that she's the one preparing the food and clothing and setting up the house, but he, he relies on her for her faith that she has. And even though the husband's the one who's learning, but all his learning is because of her emuna. Mamish unbelievable. And he says that that's also that she can inspire him like Rachel. Remember the story of Rachel and Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva was a farmhand and an ignoramus, you know, and Rachel said, you go learn. And when he came back with 20,000 students, he's told all of them, what is mine and what is yours is hers. Everything, all this Torah, this whole huge Torah revolution is because of her. And that's mamish what this is about, that davening, we can, we can and this is what Hashem wants, as parallel to Nachashverosh, wanting Vashti, in like this very dark, crazy, but it's reflecting such a high, unbelievable thing. And it's what set the whole gula in motion. 
as Hashem is saying, it's most so unbelievable also that Hashem took a piece of himself and made us exist, right? Well, that's our soul, right? So Mamish, God, so to speak, you know, Hashem's not chaser. You can't say it, right? But, but kiviyachol, like so to speak. He's running after us all the time to get us to receive the Torah, to do the mitzvahs. And he's just, will you one day, will you one day run after me? Gewalt, it's so unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. That's exactly what 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 what, what we spoke about that that or Chaim Hakadosh, Hashem Elokeinu. If there were other gods we could choose from, we would choose few. But we know Hashem Echad. We we don't have that choice. But even within this place of not having a choice, we're still choosing. And it 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 it's not logical, but it makes sense in the deepest in the deepest deepest way. It's so incredible. Marel saying this is what this is exactly what 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 was the philosophic difference? He says that was really going on between Achashverosh and 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 and, and Vashti. Now, unbelievable! And she's she was the one saying no, it's the old way, and he's saying no, there's got to be a new way. And like, and he's even trying to say, I'll, I'll bring you, you know. But she's saying no, no, this is not how it is. But there's this energy that wants to come down. From Shemaim of Nekeva to Soiviv Gaver, right? Shahanekeva Tachzor. It's so amazing, fiery words of Rashi that the female will 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 look after, will run after the male. Levakshu Shisaena to ask her to ma- to ask him to marry her. Imam is unbelievable. And this, what Nassim says, is 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 the kind of davening that we need to have. That we turn around, not just we're being passively okay. I got a daven. Oh yeah, I did this wrong. And uh, I need all this stuff, and I'm just missing something. There's a diving. We're saying, Hashem, I choose you. We go out to the forest and we say, Hashem, I want you. Help me to get close to you. Help me to make this real, uh, uh, because I am choosing you. That when we, when we become active, then everything becomes sparkling and wonderful. That everything becomes purimdik, um, uh, and it's mamish reflected in this in this incredible, incredible opening to the story. Um, questions, thoughts? I, I, I have a quick two things. One, yeah. I think the secular world is actually partially already reflecting this idea it that is. Saying, Not only even the religious world. I, I know a few couples where... Oh, really? That behind the scenes, the reality... And the Kiddushin is still Harriet Mekudeshisli. But why the, by the way, this Pasuk is where we learn about the, about the Kala going around the Chassan. Right, the, the the Jewish marriage, the male is totally active and the female is totally passive. The kiddushin happens like he just puts the ring on a finger. But before we do that, before we do that, is the prophetic vision of the female encircling the cave of the Zav of Gavar. It's Mamish from this pasuk. Unbelievable! Wow, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> this has been this has been great. I, I had another thought. I want. I think that that the world could could benefit from uh i'll just say in short i said to somebody you know don't forget Shabbat, and we were doing um it was not purim or hanukkah and it was Birkatamazon. and they said what do you mean and i said well purim is every day and and they, they gave me a funny look and i tried to explain it in 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 a way of bringing simcha and whatnot and um and i became i became 
that Jew to them. Not not actually, but I became that guy who says I have problems every day, almost like trying to, you know, push off worries and whatnot. But but I tried to I would just listen to your your Maharal class and I tried to explain that there's real depth and real reason. And I think every Jew should be that for an everyday Jew. But I think what I guess my, my point is, I think it would really benefit if if there were more academic, if you will, more studious, more Torah-like um, uh, explanations out there, like real concise, like, here you go, this is why Purim's every, here, this is why you should feel to some extent like Purim is, is, is important to bring into our lives every day instead of there's that festival we get to enjoy once a year. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to be seen as, as, as they're those crazy Purim everyday Jews. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, it's very inspiring. I, 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 it could be worth creating like a pamphlet or something. Um, you know, now, Baruch Hashem, I defended my thesis last night. And, oh, uh, of, yes. Starting on a Baruch Hashem, a new, and I still have to do some tweaking. So I, but that's a great idea to come out with something like that. Um, it could really help people. It's relegated to those people who are right you know, no, dancing on it's, top it's, of it's bands with speakers happen, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 a it's a problem that has existed for a long time this problem um but definitely there are real answers there are real argument people, people will still you're not gonna be able to change everybody but you might get you might be able to raise some eyebrows at least and and sort of uh make a dent is that the same yeah <laughs> you have to i didn't believe it before yeah. i heard this yeah. Yeah. No. It's it. It seems <laughs> like form is just a silly day, and then you just like blow off your steam, and then you go back to real life. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's mamish. Uh, it really, you know, like there's a tarfon chidushe rim. Like this is something that could go in there. He says, uh, uh, why is it that business deals? If you make a business deal while while drunk, it's not legally valid. He says, uh, um, uh, if, if we say, so that's the real you that's coming out. Like, like what is it? <laughs> so he said that um, money is related to this world, which is a place of falsehood. And so um, when you're drunk and you're being so real, so then <laughs> the things, you, the way you relate to money is not, you have to be like in a place of sheker to make the money. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but but it's it is it is you know like money is an amazing example of how serious you know people. It's important to get to a place of being really beyond all monetary considerations and and really care and really want to give everything you have. Not to necessarily give. Not to actually. You shouldn't give everything you have to charity, but to want to and to taste that. Is still something the important. Uh, okay. Anyway, I got, I got, I got to wrap it up. It's such a pleasure, mom. It's such a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for coming. I mean, so much detail to learn this stuff. And this was a real discovery. This one is like a real diamond. Um, uh, so yeah, Hashem, you, you. you can review this piece. Give it over. This is strong Torah. I mean, this is like unbelievable. Maral really says this. I mean, okay, I'm adding the next step, but it's it's rooted in the in a real pshat. And uh, it's a Rashi. And I was going to bring, oh, 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 you know, just let's take one more minute. I was going to bring over here, there's a Vilna Gon on Yechezkel. 
the, the Vilna Gaon wrote a, 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 a parish to the description of how the third base of Mikdash needs to be built. Now, I couldn't find it online. It's, I didn't really look so hard. But I have here this, it's, it's here. Let me just get it in a place where you could actually. Um, okay, I don't know if you can, is it, does it come out? I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, he says, Shamati Omri, my herd said in the name of my grandfather, this is the grandson writing, which is the Vilna Gon. Rem is a hint to the fact that the third temple, see the third temple needs to be built with a Azara going all the way around it. You see that? There's the Mizbech in the middle, the Kodesh Kodashim here, but all the way around it, there is a courtyard all the way around, as opposed to like the second temple, um, which is, uh, one second. By the way, the second temple, which is, has a courtyard only in front. Uh, these pictures. Um, uh, any case, like here, right? It says the third temple, but it's not, right? Like the, the, the second temple has a big, big courtyard in front and then the building in the back, right? This is the second temple, right? The third temple has that, like I showed you, has, uh, has the courtyard going all the way around it. So um, the morale said, Rem is the at this pasuk, Ubara Hashem Chadasha Nekevet Esovev Gaver, Hainu Ezras Nashim to Sovev is Ezras Israel because that outer courtyard is called the Ezras Nashim. It's called the place of the of the women. And Mamish Maral said, it's hinted at in that pasuk that we just saw. Unbelievable. So third base of Mikdash architecturally is a picture of this Mamish of the female encircling, searching for the male. Absolutely striking. Um, uh, wow, and not in the first temple? This isn't that, no, isn't that way? No, the first temples, there was a big courtyard before the Mishkan also, were linear. There's a, there's a courtyard in front before, and then, and then the Kodesh Kedoshim in the back. Um, uh, third temple, circular. It's Mamish, the female. It's the female encircling. That's absolutely, absolutely awesome. Okay, well, now I better go. Um, uh, l'chaim, l'chaim. Lailatov.